That's the wrong way. Flip. There it is. There I am. All of my I need to shave glory. I want to go back to bed. Oh, wrong quotes. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, I'm ready. There we go. Got coffee. And three. And two. And one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday. It's November 10th, 2020. My name is Jeremy. And this is my first cup of coffee. That came out really good this morning. It's just a good. I think it's just a good roast. It's still the uh, the Starbucks Sumatran. It's really good. First thing, remind you tonight is Whistle Kick Live on Facebook, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We, we're kicking it up a notch. We upgraded the software. We just keep doing a little bit more each time. Maybe eventually we'll have a great show. Right now, I think we have a good show, but Gabe and I are working to make it a great show. Shout out to Gabe and all the effort he puts in on the back end. Really, really enjoy working with him and thankful that I have him to work with, as well as everybody else. You know, one of the things that's crazy about Whistlekick is the sheer number of people who've come forward to say, you know what? I like what Whistlekick is doing. I'm willing to contribute my time. Whether that's Frank here with First Cop or Andrew and Stacy on the, the Whistlekick Martial Arts Radio Behind the Scenes group. It, just, it is a long list of people, and it blows my mind. Every morning I try to uh, spend a few minutes feeling grateful for what I have. And that's one of the things that, that remains at the top of the list, or, you know, in, in the top handful of things that I'm incredibly grateful for, are the people who just want to help out, see the mission, see what we're working on, see that we're trying to connect and grow martial arts and martial artists, and they want to be part of it. And that means the world to me. So come on by, check out Whistle Kick Live tonight. Check out yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio. When I'm done here, I'm going to work on a book. There's a lot of content going on. Because here's a secret. Whistlekick's actually a content company that monetizes by selling things. We're not a product company. We're a content company. Well, that's good. I think... I gotta, I gotta see. I think that I fleshed out the story arc of the first book enough that I can start writing. I think there's enough conflict and growth in the story. Because there has to be both. There has to be conflict. There has to be growth of the characters <sighs> there isn't there's not much of a story and I'm recording like all day Andrew and I are going to record at 9 do a couple Thursday episodes this time we're going to try video we're going to see how that goes and then I've got a conventional interview episode a Monday show later on and in between all this, I'm trying to do other work and email and maybe try to get some physical activity in there somewhere. But that's where we're at. That is where we are at. Hope you had a good Monday. Hope you're on track for a good Tuesday. I had a pretty productive day. Uh, 
got everything done. You know, one of the things that's really strange. So I, I try to work full, full days. I try to have full days of work. But now with the time change and it getting darker earlier, it's like 3.30 and it was starting to get dark and it felt weird. And I packed up the car and I went to go to Costco and go to the gym, take care of a couple other errands. And it was surreal. I was at Panera at five o'clock doing some email and I felt like it was eight at night. It's really weird. But I want to tell you about something that happened yesterday, something that bothered me. And I think it's a good example of how I'm not going to say most, but much of the world is unaware of the implications of their actions on the safety of others. I mentioned, I think it was last, might have even been yesterday, talking about, yeah, I think it was, being in a restaurant and wanting my face to the door so I could see who's coming in and look for potential problems. And that's something that a lot of martial artists do. It's something that not only do a lot of non-martial artists not do, but many of the non-martial artists I socialize with think it's silly. They think it's not even worth, their, worth the time. And in that case, I'll tell them, okay, if it doesn't matter, then just let me have the seat, and then we're both happy. Uh, but not everybody even is, is neutral in their actions. Sometimes people will, will make actions that make it less safe for others. Those of you uh, who hit the thumbs up when you come on, I appreciate that. It, it, do, it does help spread the show. I see it in the numbers. And so I was headed out yesterday. And as many of you know, if you saw the, the thumbnail photo for today, I live in the woods. That's a picture of my backyard. And I'm driving out on this dirt road and there's this narrow spot at the top of a small rise on the road that I, I just, I don't like, because it's, a, it's a, meant to be, a, it's a 35 mile an hour zone, but we've got plenty of people, including me, on the f flat, straight, visible parts, excuse me, who go faster. Sometimes people don't slow down for that hill. There's no shoulder, there's trees on either side. You can't, you can't get away. If somebody drifts over the edge, you cannot get away. And where does the UPS driver choose to park? Right at the top of that rise. Now, everybody coming can see the UPS truck there because they're tall. But you can't see if somebody else is coming. Now, I was in the right lane. He was on the other side. So I'm driving up slowly, hoping somebody hasn't decided to play the odds and go around that car at a normal or even higher rate of speed. And it really bothered me because all that driver had to do was park in a better spot, like the driveway of the house they were delivering to, and it wouldn't have been an issue. To the point where, where I got to the top of the road and I stopped and I actually rolled down my window and said something. I said, don't park there. I can't see. It's dangerous. And he just stared back at me. Now I'm hoping it sinks in. Unfortunately, based on his, his reaction, I didn't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of confidence. But I think it's time to start speaking out. I don't like conflict. I don't like confrontation. It's not my favorite thing. I tend to wait until it, there's no other choice and then I will go at it with full force. 
but maybe it's time to, to speak up a little bit more often and a little bit more softly in situations like that. <sighs> what else? What else happened yesterday? That was it. It was not a terribly exciting day. I definitely have to trim all of this because it's itchy. I'm going to do that after this show and then uh, have some breakfast and then record with Andrew and then do some work and then record another episode and then do some more work and then hopefully get some exercise and then come back for Whistlekick Live. It's supposed to be 75 degrees today. Tomorrow is the last day of the bizarrely warm stretch, but it's going to rain. It's supposed to be 71. 75 is nuts for November. Or almost mid-November. Here in Vermont. Oh. Got some, uh, some quotes here that Frank dropped in. Thank you to Frank. And remember, if anybody wants me to read stuff, you want me to respond to stuff, you can ask me anything. You know, we, we, we get into this, this uh, routine with the quotes, and I love doing it, and, and good conversation starters. Once in a while, we get somebody who chimes in with a question, you know, having this challenge at my martial arts school, or, you know, I don't pretend to be the oracle. I don't have all of the answers, but I have a perspective, and I tend to be a pretty thoughtful person. Yeah, I don't have ear exam. How long has that been going on? Uh, Friday. I tend to be a pretty thoughtful person, and I've been training a while, so I may not give you the greatest advice, but it's at least going to be something worth thinking about. You can also ask me questions about me, although most of you know there's not a lot to know. I'm a pretty, pretty straightforward person. I don't hide a lot behind the edges. There's cat hair on my tablet. On this day in 1868, Kitchen Funakoshi, the founder of karate, as some call him, um, certainly the founder of Shotokan, was born. Only through training will a person learn his own weaknesses. He who is aware of his weaknesses will remain master of himself in any situation. And that doesn't mean the same kind of training over and over and over again. That means doing different things. It means creating the opportunities for you to learn lessons from the outcomes, from sparring, from forms, from basics, from hitting things hard, from practicing accuracy or speed or power, breaking, all of it, it all ties in together. A diverse or a versatile martial artist is a better martial artist. I feel pretty confident saying that. It's amazing to me that we look back on, and we went through a string where we talked about this a lot, the founders of these martial arts, and they're often held up as you know, when they created this, it was all about fighting and war and everything, and it wasn't. 
you look at, I mean, we'll see what the quotes say here today. And, and you know, I didn't, I didn't pick these. And Frank doesn't generally shy away from anything when he posts these quotes. But what do we see? We see that martial arts was about personal development. Did it also give them a, a, a toolkit for self-defense? Of course. But that's not what it was for, first and foremost. It was a way to become better people. That's what martial arts is. It's a way to become better people. And the more we message that it's only for fighting or only for self-defense or primarily even, the less likely most of the world wants to be involved in it because they don't even care about keeping their back to the door. Why are they going to care about burning years of their lives to become more physically adept in a confrontation? It's marketing. It's not, but it, it is. The decisions of what martial arts in the modern era are was not marketing, but the way we present them or fail to present them absolutely is. What you have been taught by listening to others' words, you will forget very quickly. What you have learned with your whole body, you will remember for the rest of your life. Well, there are three types of learners. Auto, audio, audible, visual, kinesthetic. You could also smell and taste, but I think in the context of martial arts, you probably don't want to. The more engaged we are in our education or in our instruction, the better off it's gonna be, the more successful it will be. One of the things I observed in the Kempo school that I train I don't want to say past tense, but I haven't done it in a while. School shut down. Anyway, uh, one of the things that we would do with forms in that school is we would, quote, sing them. You had to describe the movements as you went. And while it didn't work well for me, because I've got decades of learning forms without that, and I found it distracting, I observed that for most people, especially the younger children, they learned it much faster. Doing the movements, describing the movements, they're hearing themselves say the movements, they're listening to other people when they lead the form, describe the movements. It was pretty interesting. And that's why when I watch someone teach something and they demonstrate it and then they turn people loose, they're missing an opportunity to, to be a more successful instructor. You show it, you explain it in basic terms. If you can't, you've got too much there and you gotta start smaller. You have everybody do it in a controlled way. Make sure most or ideally all of them get it. Then you turn them loose to do it on their own or to add pieces. If they can't do it following you, they can't do it on their own. And so many instructors get, uh, 
they underestimate the complexity of things that they've been doing for 50 years. Well, all I have to do is this, this, and this. No, most people were stuck at the first this. What? Huh? What? They're showing it. It's it's mirrored. There are, there are a lot of people out there who, when you, if you show something, let's say I'm doing a form and I do it facing you and I'm punching with my right hand, they will interpret that as their left hand because it's mirrored. Their brain actually works that way. So when I demonstrate something, I will demonstrate it facing, depending on what it is. I might switch my hands and say, okay, you're gonna do this on your right, but I'm doing it on my left so you can see it. And, and then they can do, okay, so he's punching there. Okay, so I'm punching to, to meet. And then I will turn around and say, okay, and now I'm punching with my right hand and I'm doing this, right? So we, we combine all of these different strategies to help people learn. The more teaching techniques you have, the more effective a teacher you will be. And when I, you know, one of the things that I think about from time to time is what am I really good at as a martial artist? I'm pretty good at a lot of things. I'm not great at very many. I'm not a great fighter. I would like to think I'm great at forms, but who knows? I've got really solid basics. <laughs> Nobody ever hires you for a seminar for basics. But I think if there's something that I'm, I'm pretty solid at, it's teaching. And it's the ability to break down complex things into simpler things. And I think that that's because I've trained with so many different instructors. I've learned what works for me and for others, and I've had plenty of time teaching and learn how to break it down. Moving on. Next. Seek perfection of character. Be faithful. Endeavor. Respect others. Refrain from violent behavior. How do I add to that? Everybody needs a code. What do you stand for? What is your integrity? Where are the lines that you do not cross? One of the things that I've been observing a lot in the last few weeks, hell, the last few years, that really makes me sad is that the most fundamental lessons that we were taught in preschool, that adults at times forcefully instill in their children are just lost from their own conduct. People that I used to think very highly of, people that I considered friends, are either unaware of or I suspect indifferent to the impact of the negativity, the hate, the just the foul words that they, they put out. 
They act like it doesn't matter. It matters. The world has to be in balance. It just does. Physics. I can explain this better with, with a chalkboard or a whiteboard, but we're not going to do that. When you put out negativity, doesn't mean you're going to get positivity back. It means you're going to get negativity back in some way. It's, it's there. It has to come back. Maybe not immediately, but it's there. Don't believe me? Well, I'm assuming you believe in the concept of physics and that everything has to remain in balance. Can you feel someone's negativity? Can you feel the positivity? Can you feel that energy? Yes, we all can. We've all stepped into a room and without even noticing the person's face or their posture, we can feel that they're just seething. That is actual energy that can be uh, measured. It's there. It, it is there. Um, we're not going to go into that. It's a little bit beyond what I was prepared to talk about. I don't prepare. I don't prepare for this show. I make coffee. So if you are someone wondering why the world is such a rough spot right now, and then you're putting out hate, filth, anger, you're part of the problem. I, I, I can't, I, I wish that wasn't the case, but it, it is. If you want things to be better, put out positive. That's what I try to do. I try to stay positive on everything and it is exhausting at times but it's better than being consumed by negative emotion I feel like we had this one recently but I like it spirit first technique second when all the time basics and, and I, I would say this isn't when you're learning. This isn't, this isn't how you approach new information. If you learn a new form, focus on the technique first. But as you get the technique down, you reach a point where the technique becomes, let's say, instilled. It's old hat. You know it. Now you prioritize spirit. When you throw that punch, you give it your all. Doesn't matter whether you're doing one of them or 50 of them. Whatever you have, you give it. It doesn't just mean speed, it doesn't just mean power, it means heart, it means intent. It means visualizing what you're doing, it means embodying the martial artist you want to be from toes to head. I was going to say hair. There's a little bit there. It'll be less later. When you spar, when you do forms, spirit doesn't just mean go berserk and scream really loud and go too fast. It's the expression part. It's 
who are you? And who are you as a martial artist? And does that come through? Are you willing to open up enough to let that show? You ever watched a form that made you cry? You ever done a form that made you cry? I can say yes to both. Hmm. I don't know how else to explain that. Well, I guess if you haven't, you might want to do some research. You might want to, I guess, ask your instructor, who is the best forms practitioner you know? And if they don't have anybody for you, uh, go watch, what would I say? Who do I think? Probably Riku Usami. Now, if you're not a Japanese martial arts practitioner, you might not find the same beauty in it. But I bet, I bet you'll pick up on what I'm talking about. Might not make you cry, but you'll, I think you'll get the sense. I think she's the, the easiest one that to, to watch and see what I'm talking about. And then once you've seen it, you might have a better idea of how to express it yourself. That's why I say forms are the pinnacle of martial arts. That's why it, forms are not more important, but uh, a better gauge of progress and skill than basics or fighting. That's a good time to end. All right. One, Whistle Kick Live tonight, 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Today's November 10th if you're watching this later. Two, make sure you subscribe. You hit the thumbs up here on YouTube. We're, we're going to start doing a little bit more video. We're, we're trying. We're trying. It's hard. Video adds a lot of complexity. Three, if you want to support us, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. And we've also got stuff you can buy at whistlekick.com. We've got a code, firstcup15, saved at 15%. If you're up for buying the sweatpants, we've got that sweatpants pre-order going. That closes Thursday. So get going. Is it Thursday? Maybe it's next week. I got to double check. I think it might be next Thursday. Today's the 10th. 11, 12, 13, 14. No, it closes Sunday. Sorry. I believe it's the 15th. Well, you'll find the sweatpants on the, on the website. And they're still open today. So go buy those because they're super comfy. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to display them live tonight. Uh, and that's it. I will see you back here tomorrow. Hopefully you'll drop some questions or some comments, something for me to respond to. Thanks to Frank for all of his work behind the scenes and making sure I always have something to talk about. And thank you to you for watching. I appreciate your time. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.